0: okay so today we're going to be looking in the log one it's session 13 it is very heavy on creation um and this goes into detail about you know the creation of all the creation of the galaxy and so forth so um so let's dig in so as this is session 13 question one um, John says, the first thing I would like to do is apologize for the stupid questions that I've asked. Um, I consider what we are doing a great honor and a privilege to be also humble messengers of the law One. And at this time, um, the way to prepare this book is to start at the beginning of creation, following the evolution of man and the evolution of man on earth, to the best uh, of my ability at all times, investigating, how the law of one is used. I also think that um, I need to finish the book. Uh, I also suggest the title of the book. They ask if if Ra agrees. Um, Ra actually answers, we don't quite understand. So can you please separate the statements is what they say. Um, So then they kind of break it down a little bit easier. I'd like to start at the beginning of creation as far back as we can go and follow the development of me into the present time is this agreeable and they answer this is completely your discernment understanding or decision okay and then they ask about the title of the book they say yes okay so question i'm going to go down to question uh five so session 13 question five and let me kind of see if i can't copy and paste here the best the way that i can See you all in the chat I can see you a little bit bigger. There we go. Um, so they ask, "Can you tell me um, of the earliest, the first thing known in creation?" Uh, Raw answers: the first known thing in creation is infinity. The infinity is creation. Uh, a little more detail from this infinity then must have come what we experience as creation what was the next step or the next evolvement so after that first um, initial creation what happens raw answers infinity became aware this was the next step and we kind of see that in, um, I don't know if you want to relate it to, you know, the evolution of man, you know, we, at one point in time, we became aware that we were this, this essence, this living thing. And then I think after that, we kind of start questioning things And I'm seeing this now in my younger children, you know, I have a six-year-old that's asking some pretty interesting questions like, uh, you know, is, does the earth have a brain, you know, what's inside the earth? So, um. There's a little bit of awareness going on there, but this is creation in general. Um, So question seven, and I will copy and paste. Question seven is after this, what happened? And they answer, uh, awareness led to the focus of infinity into infinite energy you have called this by various vibrational sound complexes meaning words the most common to your ears being logos or love um so here we have um them saying you know, the logos is love the creator is the focusing of infinity as an aware or conscious principle called by us as closely as we create understanding slash learning in your language, intelligent infinity, becoming aware of itself. Um, and, you know, here we have where they kind of combine two words, understanding and learning, just like they combine teaching and learning. It's, it's the same thing. Uh, You know, and if we're not teaching what we're learning, then we're not learning. (laughs) Um, And when we're teaching, we're also learning. But as we're learning, then we're also teaching. Um, So moving on to the next question is, um, can you state the next step? The next step is still at this face time nexus in your illusion, achieving its progression as you may see it in your illusion. The next step is an infinite reaction to the creative principle following law 1 in one of its primal distortions the freedom of will thus m- many many dimensions infinite in number are possible so the spiraling out of free will created uh, you know infinite possibilities the energy moves from the intelligent infinity due first to the outpouring of random, randomized creative force. This then creating patterns, which in holographic style appear as the entire creation, no matter which direction or energy is explored. These patterns of energy begin then to regularize uh, their own local, shall we say, rhythms and fields of energy, thus creating dimensions and universes. Okay. Learn, teaching. Thank you, Margie. That's another one. Uh, Interesting. So that's kind of deep. But, you know, when we're thinking of... um, if we can go back to, you know, ourselves in this this journey, you know, manifesting our destiny and creative ideas, you know, creating visions of what you would like to see in your community, creating visions, you know, this is um, stepping into your creative abilities. Um, we can kind of, uh, what's the word for it? understand that we we ourselves can do this as well as far as again manifesting our own destiny out of this free will that was the first distortion that creator had given us just because we are a fractal of um, the creator does not mean we do not have the creative force that is uh, present in the universe let's move on and see what they say okay Right. So this is where they go in and ask about um, the creation of the galaxy and the planetary system. Super cool. Whoops. All right. Um, So this is, can you tell me how the galaxy in this planetary system was formed? So I I am aware that the way they describe a galaxy is a little bit different than ours, and sometimes it's used interchangeably with the solar system. So sometimes they might call a galaxy a solar system. Um, but in this answer, they don't quite go over that. But uh, they do answer, you must imagine a great leap of thought in this query. For at the last query, the physical, as you call it, the universes were not yet born. The energies moved into increasing, increasingly intelligent patterns until the individualization of various energies emanating from the creative principle of intelligent infinity became such as to be co-creators. This is what I was just talking about, for us to become co-creators. Uh, we do have that creative force inside of us as well. Um the concept of light is instrumental in grasping this great leap of thought as this is as this vibrational distortion of infinity is the building block of that which is known as matter. Okay, matter is in this table, matter is in this computer, matter is in our physical bodies. Um, matter is in the planets. Uh, the light being intelligent. And full of energy. So light is intelligence. And full of energy. Thus being the first distortion. Of intelligent infinity. Which was called by the creative principle. The light of love. Was made to have. In its occurrences. Of being certain characteristics. Among them. The infinite whole. Paradoxically. Described by the straight line. As you would call it. This paradox is responsible for the shape of the various physical illusion entities you call solar systems, galaxies, and planets, all revolving and tending towards the lenticular. Okay. That's a little tough to uh, visualize, I have to admit. (laughs) But it's something that we can work on to understand, you know, at some point in time, um, intelligent infinity became aware of itself. Okay, just as we do when we're babies, kids, and then all these uh, creative force, creative ideas came into play. And then um, the intelligent infinity created building blocks, um, which then uh, led into the manifestation of matter. So... Uh, Like our physical bodies, maybe, you know, the planets, like all the above. I'm not quite sure. Um, In the beginning was the word. Yeah. So the word, the word was God. word is, you know, speaking things into existence. Uh, The first vibration. Yeah, I agree. Which was called by the created principle. Yeah. The beginning was the word. Okay. Let's go to the next one. Yep. I am trying to copy way too much and it doesn't like it. Hold on. Let's just stop there for a little bit and then we'll carry on. Okay. So, all right, actually Don says, yeah, I think I made an error in asking you that question, getting ahead of the process. So, okay, would it be helpful to fill in that great leap that I mistakenly made? So Ross says, yeah, I recognize that. (laughs) I attempted to bridge the gap, however, you may question me in any manner you deem appropriate. Uh, Question 11. Could you tell me, uh, taking the previous, uh, taking the question previous to the one that I asked about galaxy and planets, would you tell me the next step that occurred after that step? Okay. The answer. Um, The steps, as you call them, are at the point of question, simultaneous and infinite. Can you tell me how intelligent infinity became um, how intelligent infinity became individualized from itself? So fractalized, I think, is the, the point that they're trying to make in this question. Let's go back. All right. And they acknowledge that question, it looks like. Super super interesting question. I want to know too. <laughs> so the Ryan answers, yeah, this is an appropriate question. Now, the intelligent infinity discerned a concept. This concept was discerned due to freedom of will and awareness. This concept was finity, meaning finite. This was the first in primal paradox or distortion of the law of one, meaning we he the creator understood that it gave free will um, in the universe <clears throat> to other selves. So it gave free will. It fractalized into um, experiencing itself in many different levels. Uh, Thus, the one intelligent infinity invested itself in an exploration of manyness. I got ahead of myself, but yeah, that's what that said. Due to the infinite possibilities of intelligent infinity, there is no ending to manyness. It's eternal, it's infinity. The exploration is free to continue infinitely in an X. I'm sorry. In an eternal present. Okay. Uh, all right. Let's maybe I'm going to take a drink really quick. That was. Fantastic question, actually. I think the next question is even more fantastic. No, there we go. All right. So, session 13, question 13. Was the galaxy that we are in created by infinite intelligence? Or was it created by a portion of the individualized infinite intelligence? That's a great question. So was it created by, you know, um, the, you know, infinite intelligence, I'm sorry, intelligent infinity itself? Or was it created by a a fractal of this particular thing? Um, so raw answers the galaxy and all other things of material in which you are aware are products of individualized portions of intelligent infinity so like this is where we get into the concept of the logos and the sub sub logos and the sub 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 logos okay Uh, as each exploration began it in turn found its focus and became a co-creator okay So as each fractal went along their own spiritual journey and went into, um, you know, know thyself, uh, accept thyself, become the creator, it then became a co-creator. Using intelligent infinity, each person created as a universe. Okay. I lost my... Spot. Okay, using intelligent infinity, each portion created a universe and allowing the rhythms of free choice to flow, playing with the infinite spectrum of possibilities. Each individualized portion channeled the love light into what you might call intelligent energy, thus creating the so-called natural laws. Of any particular universe, interesting. So this is natural laws. When I think of natural laws, I think of you know gravity, uh, time, you know these this type of thing. Um, each universe, in turn, individualized to a focus, becoming co-creator and allowing further diversity. Thus creating further intelligent energy. So this doesn't stop basically is what they're saying. It doesn't stop. Like once that happened and there was a, a, a creative force in the non-allowing for fractalization, individualization, then it just didn't stop. It just keeps going further and further down. Um thus creating further intelligent energies, regularizing or causing natural laws to appear in the vibrational patterns of what you call a solar system. So it filtered all the way down until solar systems were um, created. Thus each solar system has its own, shall we say, local coordinate system of illusory natural laws. This is where we get into um you know every every planetary sphere kind of has like their own time dilation. Um like have you I don't know if you guys have ever seen that movie. Um oh shoot that is a I can't think of it right now but they do go into great detail about how um you know time flows differently on each sphere. We're kind of you know all caught in our own temporal um, Uh, temporal space so you know time moving on earth may not be the same as time moving um, on a different planet Uh, definitely not in a different solar system Uh, thus each solar system has its own local coordinate system of natural laws Uh, and gravity as well we know gravity is different on every planet Um, it shall be understood that any portion no matter how small of any density or illusory pattern contains, as in, an holo- in a holographic picture, the one creator, which is infinity, thus all begins and ends in mystery. <laughs> so cryptic. But what they're saying is it doesn't matter, like, uh, if we're a planet being, okay, if we're a star being, uh, if we're a person being, you know, if we're an animal, if we're an insect, if we're a tree, a leaf, a blade of grass, you know, um, uh, a molecule of oxygen, uh, an electron, it does not matter what density you're in, how big you are, how small you are, where you're at in the universe, um, you are still the one creator, you are a, a portion of the one creator. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely, Miss Chan. Absolutely. Okay. So let's move on to number 14. All right. So number 14. Um, so then can you tell me about the, uh, how the individualized portion of intelligent infinity created our galaxy? Um, inaudible, that the same portion created our planetary system. So now they're asking, uh, so the fractal, There, there is a certain fractal the create of the creator that created our galaxy. Okay, and then now they're asking, is that the same that created our sun and uh, the planets that revolve around it? <clears throat> How did this come about? Raw answers. We may have misreceived your question. We were under the distortion impression. Okay, uh, can you restate this? So then they re-asked the question. Um, how the planetary system that we are in now evolved. Was it created at once or was there first our sun and then um, uh, the planets were created? I think is what they're trying to ask, if I assume. Uh, The answer, the process is from the larger in your illusion to the smaller. So it's created from the larger to the smaller. So thus, the co-creator individualizing the galaxy created the energy patterns, uh, which then focused in a multi, multi multitudinous focuses of further conscious awareness of intelligent infinity. Thus, the solar system of which you experience inhabitation is of its own patterns, rhythms, and so-called natural laws which are unique to itself. Uh, However, the progression is from the galaxy spiraling energy to the solar spiraling energy to the planetary spiraling energy to the experiential circumstances of spiraling energy, which first begin the density of awareness or consciousness of planetary entities. So this is quite interesting because this is, um, uh, i mean they're showing the evolutionary factor of what we can grow to come into be so after i heard had my crazy spontaneous awakening back in 2015 what happened was so i was just sitting there being normal and then all of a sudden like it, a light switch fit like got flipped in my brain and it was like The lights came on and I was like seeing in all different layers and um, I just kept like growing larger. Like I was seeing myself as a person and then like I saw myself as the earth. Then I saw myself as the solar system and then eventually it went up to the galaxy. Like I was just sitting there looking at the galaxy. So what this is saying is that everything is created from the top down, but then it grows bottom all the way up to the top. So um, we can assume that, you know, um, the solar system eventually, may eventually one day become its own galaxy at one point. And a spiral galaxy, if you, if you really look at it, it's already got the blueprints for it. So quite interesting. That also shows that we have the same energy, we have the same magnetic energy as the earth so as the earth has its poles and its electromagnetic fields and its layers and atmosphere and all of that just like the sun does the sun has its own um electromagnetic energy and all of that we are equivalent we have our own poles we have our own electromagnetic uh, electromagnetic energy we have all of that we are equivalent You're just smaller down the line. All right. So then uh, the next question kind of goes into, um, they're asking about first density entities. Let's go into that a little bit. Okay, so this is uh, session 13, question 16. Okay, so they ask, um, could you tell me about first density planetary entities? Uh, they answer each step uh, re- recapit- recapitulates intelligent infinity and in its discovery of awareness. And a planetary environment all begins in what you call chaos, Um, which actually kind of reminds me of a lot of mythology uh, legends and mythology stories. When you go back to Samaria and, you know, Egypt and Roman and that um, energy undirected in random and it's infinity. I mean, there's not really... Patterns to it, per se, uh, slowly in your terms of understanding, there uh, forms a focus of self-awareness, okay? Which is what we just went through with creation overall, creation of the entire cosmos is eventually at some point, uh, it becomes self-aware. So then the Logos moves, so which is creator. Light comes to form the darkness. According to the co creator's patterns and vibratory rhythms, so constructing a certain type of experience. Okay. Again, it just reminds me of what we just went over in creation in general. It also happens in the planetary level. This begins with first density, which is the density of consciousness, the mineral and water life upon the planet learning from fire and wind the awareness of being this is first density so we're talking about water it is aware of itself is what they're saying the minerals are aware of itself it is learning to be aware that's what first density is okay and it's they also kind of bring in the the uh, element of course because you've got earth water Fire and wind, all in the same sentence. These are the elements. First density. So, um, interesting, super interesting. Um, Now, number seventeen, question seventeen: Does the first density then progress to greater awareness? Okay, the spiraling energy, which is characteristic of what you call light, moves in straight line spiral which kind of an axiomoron so i don't know about but if we go into some of uh, uh, david's david wilcox teachings i mean he talks about how everything kind of moves in a spiral back to the creator so i'm going to go with a spiral um also if you read um the emerald tablets of toast uh he goes into when he's going through uh, the realms that he was going into, the halls of a mentee, he said, you must move in a spiral. You have to move in a spiral. You cannot move in a straight line, is what he says. Um, but like, moving on. So it moves in a straight line spiral, thus giving spirals an inevitable vector upwards to a more comprehensive beingness with regards to intelligent infinity. Thus, first dimensional beingness strives towards uh, the second density lessons of a type of awareness which includes growth rather than dissolution or random change. So the further they go on in life regarding their awareness, you, then, they then receive lessons in being a second density entity which includes growth, personal growth. Okay, um, instead of just randomness and chaos. Um, all right, let's see what they say, what they say next. Yeah, so, yeah. the next question is, what do, you, what do you need my growth? That's what I wanted to know. And this is happening now, so we're third moving into fourth. So we're getting like all kinds of pretty nifty little fourth density lessons here. Okay, so they ask, you know, uh, could you define what you mean by growth? And Ra answers, uh, picture the difference between first vibrational mineral or water life and the lower second density beings which begin to move about within and upon its being. Thus, movement is the characteristic of second density, the striving towards light and growth. Okay, By striving toward light, what do you mean? They ask. Raw answers. A very simplistic example of second density growth and striving towards light is that of a leaf striving towards the source of light. So if my sunflowers in the garden, they only face which direction the light is coming from. Um, Actually, a lot of plants do this. Probably all of them do that. Um, Interesting. So they move. They're able to move. Uh, leaves on a tree, um, plant life. Uh, is, so, Darnia asked, is there any physical difference between first and second density? For instance, if I could see second density planet and a first density planet side by side, in my present condition, could I see both of them? Would they both be visible? Ryan answer is, this is correct all of the octave of your densities would be clearly visible were not the fourth through the seventh freely choosing not to be visible so this is why here in third we can see third second and first uh fourth right now is choosing not to be visible well i guess just some of us okay all right so then this is the next question is about second, going into third. All right. Um, so, yeah, they ask how does second go to third? Uh, Ryan answers the second density strives towards the third density, which is its, the density of self-consciousness or self-awareness. The striving takes place through the higher second density forms who are invested by third density beings with an identity to the extent that they become self-aware mind-body complexes, thus becoming mind-body-spirit complexes and entering into third, the first density of consciousness of uh, spirits this is where we come into spirit that self-awareness um, a great example is our pets our pets you know they are guided by us the third density beings who are showing them all about um being themselves you know you're, you're petting uh one of your animals and then they have a, a catalyst of thinking they're petting me they're petting me they're they're feeding me um i, I know that if i'm hungry I need to go flip my bowl, you know. I know I need this. I have to go outside, I want to bark at them. (laughs) You know, this type of identity, this type of growth consciously. Um, So when they ask, uh, what is the, this is, I'm sorry, I'm gonna, do you wanna clarify that it's higher second density forms, okay? Uh, They go on to ask, what is the density level of our planet Earth at this time? okay so the answer the sphere upon which you dwell is our density and its beingness of mind body spirit complexes it is now in a space-time continuum fourth density this is causing a somewhat difficult harvest so we're pretty um we're, well at the time of this this was channeled in the 80s so they well it's still a difficult harvest but uh, at the time you know we were um Uh, Fourth density in space time, but we were third on the planet. If that makes sense. Okay. All right. So this is like the famous question, which is what we're all going through right now: How does a third density planet become fourth? I'm going to take a drink before I answer, though. All right. Okay. So, the answer. This is the last question, or full question. The fourth density, as we have said, is regularized in its approach as the striking of a clock upon the hour. The space-time of your solar system has enabled this planetary sphere to spiral into a space-time of a different vibrational configuration. This causes the planetary sphere to be able to be molded by these new distortions. However, the thought forms of your people during this transition period are such that the mind-body spirit complexes of both individual and societies are scattered throughout the spectrum. instead of becoming to be able, instead of be, becoming able to grasp the needle, shall we say and point the compass in one direction We we are all over the place is what they're saying we are all over the place uh thus, the entry into the vibration of love sometimes called by your people the vibration of understanding is not effective with the present societal complex uh, thus the harvest shall be such that many will repeat the third density cycle the energies of your wanderers your teachers and the adepts at this time are all bent on upon um increasing the harvest however they are few to harvest so yeah again this was the 80s i'm hoping that that number is increased now but i got to tell you i mean that I, I think humanity really has a lot of cleaning up to do so um yeah so that's the end of that session i kind of talk about. Uh, you know, Carla being the channel and how they can improve her energy and stuff, but um, yeah, I, you know, the work that we're doing now, the teaching that we're doing now, the healing that we're doing now, um, the and not just healing physically, but mentally, like people are really needing questions on what they can do with themselves now. You know, one theme that I noticed the other day. Uh, over the weekend is like people forgot that they were born free Uh, you know like they like they don't have control of their destiny or something like they just so I was really trying to like put that on feel like remind people like you understand that you were born free right you know like you can do whatever you want you don't have to spend your years or uh you know whatever doing the idea of what somebody else wants you to do You know we we can't be doing that anymore if we want true freedom that involves um taking our own power and and doing what we are passionate about because trust me when we do what we are passionate about we um just put that healing into the planet you know we we take we do our self-care we we fill our own cup first and then and then we fill others so when we do that we um you know, we're like a bug zapper, we, you know, so we, but people need, we need to be a role model for that in this world right now, um, especially after the last couple of years, like people are really looking for people to understand their own power and how do they get that way too, like how did you find that, you know, what can I do um, uh, to stamp under that as well and do what I'm passionate about. Those are the questions that we need to be answering right now in order to, uh, you know, help out our numbers. Because if we, you know, if we don't do that, that's our mission. You know, um, if we don't do that, then we're going to have a I mean, we're still going to have a lot of lawsuits. But um, at least maybe we can decrease the, the loss of numbers as much as we can. So and I think a lot of the teachings is. Uh, you know, step in your own power and just be a nice person. I think mean, that's all it takes. Just be a nice person, a courteous person. Uh, try to see, um, you know, all perspectives, and but also not be a doormat. Uh, and that's a, that's a big balance to understand and to know what to do in each situation, whether the circumstances telling you uh, don't be walked all over or have understanding. And I think we can do both at the same time. I think we can forgive somebody, uh, but we don't have to um, allow them to cross our boundaries again either. We can forgive them for doing it, but it doesn't mean we have to allow it again. So a lot comes with that, I think. Um, So yeah, with that, I think we'll stop the recording now, if you would, Mr. Craig.